Hi, um, uh, welcome to uh, the beginning of From Doings Talk Radio. Um, if you want to call in, of course, it's uh, don't forget our number of podcast at rumdoings.com. Um, this afternoon, we're going to be talking about are fuel prices too high in this country? Um, we want to know if you've ever seen a ghost. Give us a call on our podcast at rumdoings.com if you've ever seen ghost. Uh, is the number of people immigrating into the UK out of control? Uh, there's been a lot of stories in the press about that lately. Very interested to hear your views. Now, of course, uh, we've been asked to talk about this subject many times, finally getting around to it. Should we bring back the death penalty for murder and pedos? Maybe if you want to call in, it's uh, podcast at rumdoings.com or email podcast at rumdoings.com. Uh, you can fax us, tweet us, you know, all the various ways to get in touch. Which is better, cats or dogs? Uh, the debate's been going for years, fighting between themselves, fighting between ourselves. You let us know which you think is better on podcast at com. And finally, do you think you have ESP? Uh, something my wife is always claiming she has when I'm late home under suspicious circumstances. So that's, uh, uh, do you think you have ESP? One of the few of the topics opened up to your views and opinions this hour. And so if we can go straight to the phones, I think I have on uh, line three, it's uh, Nick. Nick, on line three, what did you want to talk about? Nick? Nick? Okay, sorry. Okay, Hello? Just go- oh, hi. Hi, Hello? is that Nick? Is that Nick? Hi, hi is, that, is that John? Hi. hi. You're, you're through to run doing talk radio. First time caller. Hi, great to have you. Great to have you along. Hello, is that, this is John, yeah? Yeah, that's right. You're on the how, on the air now. How Nick. are you? On the good, thanks, Nick. Now on the air. Now, what how did you want, things? What did it's, been, you want, it's been a bit cold today, hasn't what it? What did you want to talk it's about been a bit then, chilly. Nick? Absolutely, yes. Double it's, coat weather, indeed. But I had to. Nick, I, I had to. I had to wear my long johns today, John. Nick, what did well, you, I thought of you because they're called long johns. Now you wanted to talk about seeing a ghost. I understand. Now tell me about seeing a ghost. What ghost have you seen? Or well, the immigrants? Oh, you want to talk about the immigrants coming to the country? Is the number out? Nick, what do you think is the number well, you, out of control? Well, you said we should, we should have death penalty for all immigrants. I think we should just have them for when they're like being wrong. Of course. I'm not saying death penalty for immigrants. You've slightly misheard there. I'm just saying, uh, you know, I'm not saying anything at all, but I've made some suggestions about camps. Nothing about death, but what about people? I don't like those camp ones because they basically shouldn't be with our children. Okay, that's great. Thanks very much, Nick on line three. We're going to uh, to Simon. Simon on line two. Simon, go ahead. What did you want to talk about? Hello, John. First time caller. Great to hear from you, Simon. Uh, How? I've never caught one of these before. How does this all work? You know, I'm a bit nervous. Well, that's okay. You're sounding great. I, what I, did I, you want I, to talk to us about today? Yeah, I. I, 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 I was, I was going to talk to you uh, first. I'm, I'm not, I'm not caught before. I'm a bit, bit nervous, but that's okay. You're doing, you're I'll doing go. very well. I'll give it a go. Okay, I was going to call you today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were going to talk about the uh, the stuff that you had there. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was going to tell you about when when I uh, it, 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 this guy came to me and he said that he, he he'd seen a ghost. Oh yeah, see what ghost did he now? Come on and tell yeah. us about that. I say you probably didn't. Yeah, that's probably true. Okay, now we're going to Sarah. Sarah on line four. Hi, John. Hi, Sarah. Hiya. Hi there. Hi. Good to hear from you again, Sarah. Do you naughty, are you? Always good to hear from you, Sarah. Hello, now, from doings. I know. Now, Hiya. you. I know for a fact that yeah. you have ESP. I do. As you told us before. I do. I tell you what, when, uh-huh. whenever I see someone on the road, I know when they're going to be dead. 
You do now. Tell us about that now. Have you had any recent incidents with this? Yeah, I do. I saw this this old codger who walks about town, and mm-hmm. I thought, you know, he's going to be dead one of these days. And only three and a half years later, he died. I think you you sound like you're a dangerous person to know there, Sarah. No, I see these people. I, 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 I do this work in a hospital, yeah? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. in the cancer ward. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, they're probably going to be dead mm-hmm, soon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe four times out of ten, I'm right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's great. Thanks. It's, it's sort of spooky. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thank, so thanks to... That's, Hiya, John. Uh, thanks to See Sarah. And, wha- and uh, let's go over to line one where we've got Malcolm. Now, Malcolm, you wanted to talk about uh, which is better, cats or dogs? Well, I think it's pretty obvious that cats are better. Thanks very much, Malcolm. Okay, now we're going to have to go to uh, commercials now, but we'll be right back. Don't forget the topic. So you've not had any calls on fuel prices. Very surprised about that, whether they're too high or not. And we'd love to hear from you if you want to bring back the death penalty for murder or paedophilia. Okay, uh, we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, have you had problems with erectile dysfunction? Don't worry any longer because we at the Harley Street Pleng Clinic can help you. Discreet service guaranteed. If you listen to John's program, just note that you... Oh, I seem to be having a bit of technical difficulties there. Um, We'll be right back uh, after these messages. Ah, carpets, carpets, carpets! Carpets! Carpets, carpets, carpets! 50%, 52%, 92%! Carpets, carpets, carpets! <laughs> With carpets! Carpets, that's carpets! Carpets! And carpets! And curtains! <laughs> I've done that so much as I can say. And curtains is the peak, yeah. I feel. And we are all done. Look how loud that's going to be. I'm going to have to levelate this one you a good one. You'll have to levelate it. How have you been this last week? Oh, it's been it's been one of those weeks, Nick. Has it been one of those it's weeks? Been one of those weeks. I was just thinking it's all very well, but didn't we just do some very sort of poor version of our down the line? I guess maybe. We, well, bear in mind, all I said at the beginning was we should do a talk radio station. And I wrote down Intro. six. We wrote down yeah. six or seven topics, yeah. and then we didn't plan any more than that. I think we did okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I um, think there's a job waiting for us at Talk Sport. Does that really still exist? Yes, Talk Sport's still going. I turned on LBC. Oh, that must have pleasant. And I turned it off again quite soon. Who was presenting? Um, James Whale. Oh, is he at LBC now? I didn't realise he'd left Talksport. Followed followed by Clive Ball. Oh, good. I'm glad that nothing's changed in 150 years. (laughs) Yes. Clive Ball was... Is is he the one who started wanting... Oh, that was something in America I'm thinking of. No, it wasn't. It was Clive Ball who started wanting to call himself Mad Cow or something, wasn't it? Was it? I don't Something know. very strange happened. I can't remember what I'm remember, muddling something up. Remember something. Clive Ball was the one who um, Peter Cook used to call up at night. Oh, that's right, yes. yes. I didn't think Peter Cook was that good, to be honest. I know, but let's not get into that again. What earth am I drinking? Because it is just sitting... You're drinking a nice cup of tea. A nice cup of tea. With a little bit too much sugar in it. I don't drink tea. Um, <laughs> no, well, you don't drink tea tea. You I don't like Roy-Bos I drink tea. a Roy-Bos tea or a Honeybush tea. Yeah. Or sometimes I'll have chamomile, green tea, all sorts of different teas. But I don't mm. like your, your, your builder's your, tea. Your spiteful tea. Well, spiteful I added tea. sugar to it. You added well. a lot of sugar to this. But it is strange. It's just, I'm having, and with milk, which I would never have. Yeah. And it's a very strange kind of... 
It's very puddingy. I'm surprised. It is a pudding. It seems a crazy thing to, for people to be because I drink coffee yeah. because it's bitter, and I've managed to find a really decent decaf now. That's what's it called? It's the Starbucks House decaf, uh, espresso decaf. You love Starbucks. You want I to have their them. children. I love Starbucks. Look at my Starbucks branded flask. Bought that Look again. Look at that. Yes. But it's red. It's Starbucks red. It which is. means a little bit of money went to charity. I'm glad to hear that. Maybe so nearly, nearely 0.3p. I like to think so. Did so you you've been engaged for almost a whole week now. Yes, that's right. Has it worn off yet? Yeah, I'm bored now. Okay, get another one. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, um, I feel like I've got this list of topics down in front of me that we should talk well, about. Okay, I feel well, like I want to talk well, about. Okay, well let, let's let's. What episode? We've is blown this? a whole bunch of. Uh, what episode is this? Fifty nine. Okay, so episode fifty nine. Let's actually break convention a bit and let's actually talk about each topic. Start okay. from the top. Do you think that fuel prices are too high? They're probably about right. Um, oh come on, they are. They are silly now. No, they're probably about right because we shouldn't be. We we shouldn't be. Pumping petrol into our cars is ridiculous. Well, it's they're, they're the right price to start convincing us to use alternatives, so they need to be a bit higher, actually. But, well, they're not, because they just put all the train prices up, so they're the same. It, if yeah. I drove down today, it would yeah. have cost... A ta- it would have been a full tank of petrol, at least, which is now £50 in my yes. little car. Um, which is frightening, because when I got it a year ago, it was about £40. Pounds, yes. so it was a little bit disturbing. Um Little bit, not little. Mm. Not American. You think you're still doing the talk radio? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of uh, controversy there. there. Controversy. Well, they would say controversy, wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, like contribute. People say contribute. It's contribute, surely. Either I don't. I don't mind. Anyway, um, but to get the train ticket would be. F- I got the train ticket to get to yours for twenty six pounds. Twenty six pounds. So it's actually now cheaper price. to do. Well, that's a good, and so it should be. But if I bought the ticket on the day, it would have cost the same yeah. as driving. Yeah. Well, I think petrol should be more expensive. More. Yes. You're not being contrary. No, no. I think petrol, you have to I, lose, use petrol all the time. No, no. But I think petrol should be more expensive because then um, more people would need to use public transport, and then it would have to be cheaper. Just simply because otherwise the economy would just grind to a halt because people wouldn't be able to go anywhere. <laughs> right. Um, so also, I mean, it's it is cheaper. In also, parts. we are we need to get used to not using it anymore because mm-hmm. it's it's going it to is become finite, yeah. it is going to become increasingly more expensive to find it in increasingly difficult places. So and plus we need the oil to do things like making computer bits and medicines and fertilizers and stuff. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be burning it up in our car engines. So stop that now. Use electric cars and okay. the electricity can be produced either with coal or preferably nuclear. Okay. Good. Sorted. Next, Next. Nick, mm. have you ever seen a ghost? No, I haven't, because they don't exist. They're the same here. Yeah. I've never seen one Actually, I have. they don't I've exist. Seen, I've seen Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yes. If, if you mean, that, if you mean animated a fictional creation series. of a shimmer of a ghost. No, I yes. mean, have you seen a real-life ghost? Well, that begs the question that there is one, but there isn't, so there isn't, so there You say it begs the question too often. I use it utterly appropriately. You do, but you the say only reason I use often. it often because I'm distressed that too many people do it too constantly. Well, that really begs the question, why, Nick? No, it doesn't. Let's move on to the next topic. But I want to know about the ghosts you haven't seen. I certainly... What about, what about all those TV shows where they find ghosts and they use those monitoring equipment and the spooky old houses and the people saw the ghosts? What about my friend who said that they definitely saw this old woman at the foot of their bed when they were staying in this place mm. and then they asked the people, they said mm. that woman had died in that room! Yeah. What about her? Yes, exactly. I've always had a problem with ghosts and as much as... what people... I can't drink any more of this tea, okay. it's gross. Fair enough. But one more sip. One more sip. What people measure is, in these rooms, they measure the temperature or they measure electromagnetic uh, waves, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. And I always thought, well, those are very physical or mm-hmm. parts of the world's physics things that you're measuring. Yes. How, and I was wondering, how does... Just video the ghost. How, no, but how does the ghost interact with the physical world to produce 
those well, yeah, they, that's always fascinated me I mean mm-hmm. what is the substance of the ghost well, you're the supernatural substance the guys can pick up objects and throw them around no, the room. But I, even when I was a kid I always thought there, there, is a, there is some point where the supernatural has to interface with the natural right yes and I, I always find that very interesting that at some point they have to reify themselves to the degree that they can produce mm-hmm. electromagnetic waves or cool molecules down stop yeah. them vibrating as much so they there has to be this kind of intermediary layer where they do interact with the natural world at that point aren't they actually part of the natural world then by definition if they're interacting with it do you see what i mean mm. so so there's 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 an odd an odd position there with ghosts so that's i find the very notion of them problematic if you do you yeah and it's controversial. I think that you are just a deliberate contrarian. Contrarian, exactly. Everybody knows ghosts. They're all over the place. That's that absolutely right. Yeah. That's why there's so much solid evidence what is, for them. Mm. If you had No, to, that's the point. They can't be solid. Uh-huh. solid. If you, you had to haunt somewhere, and uh-huh. for some reason it wasn't allowed to be the ladies' changing rooms, where mm. would you haunt? Um, somewhere interesting, I would have thought. Maybe the the Oval Office. The Natural History Museum. No, no, the Oval Office. That would be an interesting It'd be quite place. fun to haunt the Natural History Museum, though. The Oval you can make the dinosaurs move. You when, could, oh, yes. They move on their own, so yeah. it's not so good. No, I think the White House, surely. That'd be interesting. The Nexus. Yes. No, you'd always have something interesting to do. Mm-hmm. CERN. CERN, yes. That'd be a good place yeah. to haunt. <laughs> around, around the uh, around the part of the I wouldn't know what they found. Uh, true, I would be a Higgs boson particle. Yeah. That's what I'd be. Okay, That'd next. That'd be great. Is the number of people immigrating immigrating to the UK out of control? Is it out of control? No, it's not out of control. I heard that 60 billion people yes. came in this year. No, it's not out of control. No, not in the no, slightest. We need not. more, if anything. Yeah, I think we probably need more people in the UK because otherwise how are we going to pay off the deficit? That's true. And, you know, the fact that our, the most of the country is disused farmland doesn't make it seem that we're, we are out of space. I mean, if you look at what made America work when it did work, is mm-hmm. that you had tons and tons and tons of people immigrating into... Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, they weren't just flooding into empty farmlands. You know, they were immigrating to the same city in New York and just got more right. and more and more packed. Yes. And that's how they became successful, because you got more and more people. The more people you have, the more of an economy you have, mm-hmm. by definition. Plus, the more variation you have, you tend yeah. to have a better so, balance of So, yes, let's, 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 let's get more. Okay. More of me, less of you. <laughs> Surely fewer of me. I'm just saying less of you. Oh, just want less I'm of glad you. there is less of you. you your Thanks. diet's working. That's good. Mm-hmm. Should we bring back the death penalty for murder and pedos? No. Well, obviously not. That's grotesque. No. <laughs> Ridiculous. And inhumane. Yeah. Should we murder people for murdering people? No, I don't. There we go. Ridiculous. An eye for an eye, Nick. But surely, surely, I mean, I, I wonder if... There, are there any listeners to this podcast, podcast at rumdoings.com, who actually... Do would want to bring back the death penalty because if if you do, you probably shouldn't listen. Just don't bother. You're not our sort of person, are you? Oh yeah. If you if you if you're in any way tolerant of the death penalty, please stop listening. Don't tell us. We don't be fun. Don't even we, bother we don't, contacting and us. We, yeah. and we don't mean that in a cutesy way, do we? No, not this, I genuinely <laughs> don't want you to listen. Wouldn't know how to it's, have it's, a conversation. It's like with I do. Someone, we kind yes. of divide people into two. Yes, that's our division point, and that's it. Yes, and you're just not you're tolerant. Our, you're not of our species, so go away. Yes, you're tolerant. Piss off. You're tolerant go of away. that. Go. Yeah. Please, genuinely stop listening. Because I don't want to think I'm entertaining you. No, you're no. awful, yeah, awful, awful person. Vile. Which is better, cats or dogs? Cats done. Oh no, um, no, dog, dog, dogs. How can you say that when you've got pet cats? You obviously you cats know are that. easier. Dogs are better. No, they're not. Dogs yeah. are awful things. Dogs they are be better. Stopped. They should be stopped. Cats are easier. Dogs are better. Rubbish. And do, Nick, do you think you've got ESP? No. <laughs> Why not? Why don't you think you've got the SP? Have you ever tried? Have you ever, in your whole lifetime, stared at a pen or a pencil on a desk and tried to move it with your mind? That's kinest- 
whatever kinesthesia uh, or whatever it's, no. it's uh, psycho- te- telekinetic telekinesis um, the ESP is where you predict things oh yeah so extrasensory <coughs> perception well sure but have you any of these powers no. have you ever, tra- you ever tried yeah yeah I'm sure as a, as a kid we all yes. did yeah, I should hope so and anyone who doesn't desperately lacks yeah. imagination but, all, but also I I'm pleased to say I never conned myself into thinking that I had them I mm-hmm. think it's very, it would be very easy to kind of solve. But no, I always said, no, it's ridiculous. The closest I'm, I get, get, I'm getting worse than chance here. No, no. Yes, the ridiculous. closest I've ever got to, believe it, to calling myself is believing I can change the traffic lights. I, um, I sometimes am good at counting down. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be arrived at a traffic light not knowing how red it is, and I'll count down and go five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. But the problem is I give myself a bit of a leeway because I might yes. count it down to the yellow beginning, to the green appearing, to the traffic actually oh, moving on. Yes. So you've actually got a ten second leeway. There, there. you go. Either yeah. way. Yeah. And then you can go Also, actually, no, I'm just counting down to the actual official countdown which begins now. It is. I, I, what I like about my brain is that I'm capable of noticing that I am selecting... And so when I, I feel like Oh yes, look at this this pattern. Yeah. And then I go, well obviously it's not a pattern because there's so many yeah. instances when I don't and I like the fact that I can recognise when I'm trying to fool myself. But I can still enjoy trying to fool myself. Yes. Oh, I enjoy fooling myself, it's good. Anybody who doesn't is problematic. Yeah, absolutely. Those are all the topics, weren't they? That's it, we've finished now. Bye. Ta ta. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about Oyster cards. Go on then. So there's this new. You have to explain to the American new, listeners an, well, and, it, and to every other listener what an Oyster card. I have faint idea what an Oyster card is. It's a um, card with a chip in it, so that you don't have to buy paper tickets and you can right. just recharge it. Which makes sense for travelling on That's the London true. Underground and train and bus service. So you would imagine and trams where they're available. So you, are there any trams in London? Croydon. Oh, interesting. So, uh, the Bishop of Croydon featured me on his blog a couple of weeks ago. He did, yes. I was very excited about it. He seems a rather good bishop. There's some dodgy old bishops. There's some there, unpleasant bishops. But there's some very good bishops right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, he seems a pretty awesome one. Yeah. Uh, I almost mean awesome in the correct sense. Almost. You're He's not quite awful. in awe of him. He is awful. He is awful. He is yes. full of awe. Yeah. Um, for the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um... Ah, and Stephen Green Oyster cards Oh no He's not a fan of Stephen Green We'll talk about Stephen Green We're a bit late It's a bit ages ago That one I just forgot to talk about it Last we, we, week we'll, we'll talk about it next week Just to make it more ages There you go Okay So Oyster cards Oyster cards You imagine That what you can do Is you can approach The tube At a major station For instance mm-hmm. Paddington mm-hmm. And buy an oyster card Wouldn't mm-hmm. you You'd imagine That's mm-hmm. what you'd better do Those giant banks of machines Would yeah. generate me an oyster card Or I'd mm-hmm. be able to buy one In some fashion No the way you can, because that was my plan today, the way you can get an Oyster card is you go to this t- one singular tiny pokey machine yes. that can only accept coins oh, yes, a friend and demands did that the other day, five yes. pounds. Yes. So you have, to put, you have to have five pounds in coins, which funny enough I didn't have in with coins. me. I had no. I had a credit card. Do you know the like, irony of that? The whole point of an Oyster card is yeah, you don't have to carry around change, change anymore. So I've got 20 pounds in notes in my wallet. I've got a I've got my Visa debit card. I've got John credit always cards. carries around huge amounts of money. Huge amounts. Of you want to mug me? Yeah. No, I've just been to the cash bank because we're yeah. going out for dinner tonight. So you go to the um, machine, and it, the only thing it accepts is coins. So I couldn't get an oyster. Coins card. of money. Coins of money. <laughs> so I had to uh, just get a regular ticket at the price of seven pounds and ten pence. Seven pounds? Are you sure? Uh huh. It's gone up. That How many much? zones it's did you gone get? Up four zones. I have to get four to get to your house. No, you didn't. Get... It was only £6.20 about a week. Exactly. Really? It's gone to £7.10 <gasps> no. now. So that's what it used to be at peak rate, I think. Now yeah. at peak rate, it's £9 something, I believe. <laughs> Probably be £10. Right? Absolutely unbelievable. So, yeah, so I couldn't get an ice card because they don't sell them, which is just phenomenal. I wonder where everyone gets them from. Yeah. Everyone I mean, seems to have them. Maybe there's a special place that only Londoners are allowed to know of. 
Do you, do you, you know what you can do with Oyster Cars now? You can log on mm-hmm. and you can have auto top ups. So oh, they've they been able to do that since they began. Down. If they drop below 20, they get more, £5 pounds or whatever, they get topped up. That's Isn't a good lovely? idea. It's a good idea. You can just flounce your way through the station mm-hmm. and not stop at the I like to flounce anyway. Stop at the ticket. I like to flounce despite the lack of that. You know, because you know, they're all one day travel cards, so you can use the network throughout the day. Do you know what they call them in um, New York? No, I don't. Fun passes. Because you will only you you know if you're a businessman you only need to go out into the office and come out. But obviously, if you need to do more than two two subway journeys a day, clearly you're only having fun. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, it's having a crazy time. Yes. Tell me, John, what yes. what um, big impressive HBO type of American programs? Oh, sorry, am I boring you? Oh yeah. HBO programs should I watch because? Rupert Murdoch has the new Sky Atlantic channel, which is yes, basically... Yes, I've noticed that being advertised. H- HBO. Hey, oh, that's my... Yeah. My fiancé says H. Well, she needs to be... I can't you, say you, my you, girlfriend you, you, anymore. Do, you need to beat that out of her. I know, I'm okay. doing my best. And I get her to... And she says... You, she goes black and blue, and then... And she says, it begins... It goes... She's from Kinkiniment, so she goes... It begins with a, with a sound... It's, yeah, as, if, as if that excuses anything. And like, yes, but you don't say cess. <laughs> yes. You say s. Exactly, cess. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Wobble you. <laughs> it's ridiculous. What do you hate? I can almost barely I don't go, I, I don't go, yee why. <laughs> it's driving me crazy. <laughs> yes. K- key. key. How do you pronounce C? And how do you pronounce X? It's X. X. So any hate come from? I absolutely do have zero tolerance on H. No. So things like HSBC. But well, no. interestingly, and this is where her hypocrisy. The only shines time you through. say H is when you say HD or HR, because those are the sorts of acron- uh, those are acronyms uh, are so hateful anyway. <laughs> those are the sort of people they who deserve would say, it. They merit it. HR. Well, but she, the hypocrite. Don't marry her. The dirty scumbag hypocrite. Well, while she's married, she'll have to, because she'll obey you. And that's she, true, she'll have to obey me, that's yeah. true. She says PhD, because she's just a hypocrite. <gasps> I know. That's like, sort of, you know, what Bono did. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's worse. It's worse than Bono did, saying worse governments the... need to give a lot more money to international development and then pulled out... And then invested all his money in offshore. Yeah, so that he didn't have to pay any tax for That's right. international development. That's pretty much what she's done. It's essentially the same thing. <gasps> I know. Oh, terrible. I anyway. thought we were going to make up something Bono had done even worse no. for a bit there. No. I thought we were going to see if we could get sued by no. Bono. He's... he's a good Christian gentleman. He'd never sue. No, he, well, he's Catholic, so he's not really Christian. <gasps> uh, Nicholas Miller. Uh, you, you do agree, though. Of course. Yeah. I, I hate all the Catholics. Or the Tags. Ideally, I'd like to have a war You call with them, them Tags, don't do you? Do I? Yes, because you're racist. I am. Hey, I H- hate So anyway, what? H- have you been watching the Boardwalk Empire yet? I've, I've got it all, but I've not seen any of it. Apparently it's very good. I've heard different people say different things. I've heard some people say it's very good. Mm-hmm. Other people have said the characters are all stock characters. You've got, like, this right. widow lady who's just the, the typical all-suffering widow lady, and the gangsters are all pretty much obvious gangsters. Right. Well, that what may are, have just been the first couple of episodes. What else are they showing? Because I saw the advert is that they're showing everything from the beginning, aren't they? So they're yes, restarting they're, they're a bunch should, of They're, they're, they're starting series. six feet under from the beginning. That I've never seen, but I've seen I've seen one episode, and that's supposed to be very very good. They're starting the gangster the gangster thing. Sopranos from the beginning, Mm -hmm. yes, and other things. But uh, what new programs are coming up that entertain you? 
Uh, from HBO or just in general? In general, yes. What should we be watching? I'm really because we've run out of programs. Well, there's a new. There is a new. We're in. We're watching Mad Men. Actually, which we quite enjoy. FX is generating, I think, a lot of interesting stuff at the moment. It was f- before it really had the Shield, and um, don't know what that is. You know, the Shield is the Sean Ryan show with Michael Chiklis as Vic Mackey about a corrupt vice team of cops working in a police station. Uh, there's, there's a cop was... program coming on HBO as well and on Atlantic, starring uh, Magnum PI as a cop in New York and he, all his cop children. Or his, oh. no, no, I say children, but. What show is that? Tom, Tom Selleck, I've forgotten. I've forgotten. Blue, oh. Blue Blood or Blue Blood. Oh, or right, like yeah. That. Well, I, I can't. There's only so many cop yeah. shows. Sean Ryan has a new cop show starting this week in the States on Fox called. Don't watch um, Fox. <coughs> Uh, called something called Chicago the Chicago Code or something the Chicago like that. Cops um, and it's a new I think it's another corrupt sh- cop show for him so that's good because he's since The Shield he's pretty much worked on Lie to Me and that's about it um, but there's a show called on FX there's a show called um, I just started Lights Out which is quite interesting about a ex-boxer trying to survive his no, life no good it's reasonably good um, there's uh, Damages which is exceptional Glenn Close being terrifying why? What does that do? It's all about lawyers and stuff, but it's just about this incredibly powerful woman doing terrible things, which is really interesting. Oh, that sounds good, yes. Um, they've got... I'm trying to remember the name of another show that I've forgotten that my housemate Craig adores, um, which I can't remember the name of. It's very good. Everyone should watch that one when they figured it out. Yes. Uh, they, and they've got uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy, which has been running for three seasons now. Which yeah, there, is, are, there, are, that's not really, there are too many good television shows. There's an awful lot. Sons of Anarchy is by too much to uh, watch. Kurt Sutter, who worked on The Shield with Have there ever been this concentration of good no, television No, it's the best it's ever been right now. Uh, well, because we're, yeah, we're dying. Been... It's the dying of the television would... era, and oh, so it's supernovaing. Maybe. It's all exploding, it's all there the are. I think there are, right now there aren't any shows that are the best that have been in the last decade. I think mm. shows like Carnival were better. Yeah, yeah. Um, and stuff. But the, the concentration of good. TV right now is as high as it's ever been. You've got Showtime putting out incredible shows like Nurse Jackie, yeah. um, and then the slightly more average um, uh, split personality, multiple personality. No, no, we, decided, we disagree with that one, Roman. I, did, I didn't really. It's kind of it's well made and stuff, and it's beautifully acted. But I'm just not sure if I no. enjoy the story. Or, or, or you but you've got into Nurse Jackie recently, haven't you? Yeah, well, Victoria says that she can take it or leave it now. It's remarkable. Well, the th- funny thing about Nurse Jackie episode remember, series two, and we're just into it, and she says, "Well, I I, I quite like it, but." Because we we've Mad Men is so much better, right? Okay, um, and because of that, I've never seen Mad Men. That's a show I need to watch. Yes. Um, oh my goodness, there's so many good things. Justified. That's the What's show that, that? everyone should watch. That's a <coughs> program about a cop who's just relocated to a new town. Too many in, cops. Um, but it's actually really interesting. It's all about corruption and badness and naughty people, and, and it's really well made. Really good show. Um, it's not a, it's not crime procedural at all. It's very much. Is it worth watching any more True Blood? Oh no, True Blood is awful. I can't stop watching it and I can't wait for the next season to start so I can hate every episode of it again. But um, it, season one until the final episode was a superb piece of beautifully slowly paced television. And now it's just become... Filmed, yes, now it's just become utter, just utter gibberish. It's the silliest programme on television. That's right. Um, but it's, it's still entertaining enough. But it's just like every single person's got a superpower now of some nature mm. and not, you know, superpower. They're supernatural in some nature. Supernatural um, in nature, yeah. And, you know, and it's just these ridiculously convoluted... You know, now you've got werewolves as well and where panthers have just shown up <laughs> Were-panthers. Um, Were-panthers does sound like jumping the panther I believe Jason in the, uh, don't spoil in the books anything. in the books uh, Jason becomes a werepanther so I don't know if that will happen in the TV show eventually I hope so the gays um, and the ladies like Jason do they on the telly yes he's very stupid he, he's Australian he is everyone is Australian well no what's her face uh, the, uh, Suki she's a New Zealander is she I think your phone's ringing Nick oh yes there it is um yeah, she's in New Zealand. Everyone, everyone on American television isn't American anymore. 
Mm. Um, there's no one left on. They're all British or Australian now. Right. And very few of them admit to it. Yes, I've noticed that guy Pierce keeps popping up all over the place. He, he was in King's Speech. He played. Um, oh, was he? And with seventh year. He's Mike. He's Mike from Neighbours. Mike from Neighbours. That's who, who he will always, always be. Will be Mike from Neighbours. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, there's so much good TV. I lo- and then light-hearted stuff. USA is the channel for great light-hearted oh, TV. I can't watch a channel called USA. It's ridiculous. It's a strange name for a channel in the States. But yeah. it they have Psych, which is much maligned, but I really enjoy Psych. What is Psych? Psych is a very silly program about a guy who pretends to be a psychic detective. and working A psychic working for the police. Mm-hmm. Um, but has no psychic powers. He's just hyper-observant. And so he's having to maintain this lie. But brilliantly, the opening title cre- music... The song itself sings. We all know, everyone knows that he's lying, but they're just all. I can't remember the words, but there's the, it's the messages. Everyone knows he's lying, but everyone's tolerating it just because it works. Well, what, what is it really about? It's a, just, it's a crime procedural, so they solve murders every week. But it's very silly, and most episodes are tributes to um, uh, movies or genres, or so they'll do very much genre themed episodes. I see. Where they'll have, um, like, they'll do. Ho- ho- uh, Murder. They'll do um, horror movies. They did once. They did a great one. They did a tribute to the Goonies in one episode. They'll get original actors from those programs to come back and reprise similar parts. They recently did a, a Twin Peaks special where they managed to get four or five original Twin Peaks actors to right. show up. It was a bit disappointing that one, which was a shame. And yeah. then there's another show called Royal Pains, which is about a doctor working as a working in the Hamptons that's surprisingly engaging and now has Henry Winkler in it, which is always fun. Yes, um, And then they also have um, a show called White Collar, which, as a concept, sounds terrible. No, no, yeah. even, even, even saying the word, phrase White Collar, no. Okay, from the title, guess what it's about. Once you've finished well, crime, text messaging. Well, crime, uh, white collar crime, I would hope. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so it's be office workers or people in a white collar job who are getting away with doing no, things. It's the, no, it's the other side of things. It's set in New York. It's about an FBI... No, agent who works in the white collar division. Too many. FBI. Oh, you just wait. You just wait. And he partners up with a master thief who is allowed out of prison early if he wears an ankle doodah. Oh, for God's and sake! And the two of them team up to solve to solve white collar crimes together. Okay, and in, and initially it's very awkward, but eventually they go they gain a grudging respect for one another. Yes, no, well, yes. but what's interesting is that's all dealt with in the very first episode. The, they already he's Peter, the FBI guy, caught him three years before his prison sentence is almost up, and he escapes from prison for one reason or another, gaining him another three years. But instead of going back to prison, he's allowed as long as he's under supervision. And the two of them solve these crimes. And he's very the, the thief is obviously a master thief, and, right. and the two of them work. They do cons. They, they work cons together to catch other thieves and stuff but isn't that works. sort of like Dexter no it's nothing like a Dexter because Dexter helps them no but Dexter is a secret serial yes. killer whereas this guy well what's interesting is they have a complete respect for each other they consider themselves to be friends but he is constantly working behind Peter's back to try to uh, uncover this mystery to do with a music box and his his girlfriend yes um and uh, and Peter is constantly catching up and figuring out what he's doing. And the two are both very, very clever. And they're always one step ahead of each... They're constantly getting one step ahead of each other. And that's why the show works so well. It's really smartly written. Everyone should watch White Collar. That's my favourite show at the moment. Really? Yeah, I'm really loving it. It's light-hearted, but it's solid and it's entertaining. So and the, the, so, are the, great. So, so the take-home message is White Collar. I'd, I'd say White Collar. Let's stop talking about TV because people tell us off for doing that too often. Do they? Well, yes. we, do, we haven't done it that often, to be honest. I, mean, I know, but I could just talk we, about television we, we, for a yeah, million exactly. hours. I mean, we do it maybe twice, <coughs> maybe once a month or so. One in, I'd say one in five. One in five, exactly. Well, I think that's fair I enough. I think, well, until an, a major newspaper or magazine gives me a column to write about television, I'll keep doing this. Yeah, when are you, when are you going to get one? Well, I wish they'd hurry up. They need to hurry up. Otherwise, you're, otherwise you're... you're, you're um, Locked I'd in say, the game I'd say there are a few British journalists who are as expert in 
American TV as I am, mm-hmm. and with the, the launch of Sky Atlantic and, and obviously the continual proliferation, uh, popularity of these forty-three minute American dramas, I'm, I'm watched nearly all of them. I can tell you, I, and I, I watch the dr- the junk like Castle and The Mentalist, which I love. What uh, is the Mentalist? Oh yes, but What's they're the, just junk. They're just junk shows. So they're great, and uh, they're just badly written, and mm-hmm. you can always know who the murderer is from the opening second. If you want to know who the murderer is in Castle and The Mentalist, this is the trick: watch the first ten minutes of the program, whichever character is the they in- give a name to, but then don't speak to very much and quickly disappear off screen. Oh, they're yes. the murderer. That's the way it always works. And they go, hang on a second, that links back to that person we bumped into earlier. Oh, I see. It's yeah. always the murder. It's a very easy way to solve that one. Well, I would suggest that in that case... I don't feel like you're giving this podcast why don't, attention. Why don't, why don't you just not watch it uh, until the five minutes have elapsed and then you won't know? That would be... Because then I would miss out on all the wacky japes at the beginning. Castle always has lovely wacky japes in its opening pre-titles and stuff. I don't um, Castle had the episode in series two where um, he dressed up as his character Captain Mal from Firefly. Oh, yeah. uh, for Halloween, and that was I. That just I watched that a hundred times in a row. That bit, that scene, it was so funny. Yeah, why was Firefly cancelled? Really, because it's Firefly was cancelled before it went to air. Um, yeah, I just don't understand that. The Fox commissioned the show. It was Tim Minear and Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. So obviously they wanted another Joss Whedon show after the success of Buffy and Angel. Yeah. Um, and so the two of them created this show, and they wrote this these, stu- these stunning scripts, and they wrote a double length pilot. And Fox said. We Fox suddenly got nervous about the show having commissioned 13 and said we don't want to show a, two episodes in a row we don't want to dedicate the, you know, the, the 8 till 10 prime mm. slot uh, to one show so we're going to we're, you need to sh- we're going to show a different and also they showed, yeah they showed the wrong episode so they, they showed a different episode a confusing episode well no they didn't because what Tim Minear did is he, ru- he rushed out an episode that reintroduced all the characters by, by doing a flashback so Captain Mal gets knocked out by an attack on the ship at the beginning. And then you get flashbacks to introduce the, the origin stories of all the main characters in the show. When it comes episode 8, when you watch it in the correct order on the DVD, it works brilliantly because as a, as a, it fills in all the gaps. Mm-hmm. But it also worked brilliantly. It's called Out of Gas, and I think it's the best episode of all 13, mm-hmm. which is remarkable considering it was a rush job. It's not the one set on a train, is it? No, no. That's the, that, is the, that is the pilot. That's yeah. the double-length pilot. Um, so they started by showing episode 8, and then they show, you know, and then the pilot got split into two... And then they'd already decided they were going to can it before they'd even shown the first, the, the second pilot, because they just lost confidence in the show. And then they 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 didn't promote it, and then they made they did their best to bury it. Mm-hmm. And of course, the show was the show was doomed from the start. But it was one of the best the best imaginative sci fi's in yeah, decades. Well, that's, that, yeah, exactly. Yes. And I think it's done perfectly well in DVD mm-hmm. sales and things. like Oh yes, that. and well, it's it's DVD success is why he was able to make Serenity. Yes, um, which again flopped at the cinema and then did really did really well on DVD. So yeah. clearly, it's a, it's meant to be on DVD. Exactly, it's, it's for people who basically don't go out. Mm-hmm. But then Joss Whedon tried to do another show with Dollhouse, which was awful. From I've the, heard from terrible things about terrible, Dollhouse. terrible program. Is that, um, I hope that's been cancelled. Oh yeah, it was cancelled. It was it was given a very bizarrely bizarre second run, um, which was even worse. And so you know, and it was rightfully cancelled. Um, very early on, it was it was dreadful, and the whole co- the core concept was a terrible idea. Well, you explained that um, you could never really attain any interest in the characters because they would change. Exactly, every week. they had their memories wiped, and they were given new personalities. But of course, what Whedon had always planned on was that this one character played by Eliza Dushku, who unfortunately is a bit like watching a bookcase try to act. Mm. Um, she's just this. She's just so dead inside, and her, you know, there's, there's nothing. Which was fine her. when she was when she was Faith, and you're going, "Four, look at her in the tight clothes," and she was just playing a. 
vampire slayer who is sort of dead inside. And she was pretty much a... Yes, exactly. Her character was this kind of destroyed, broken human being. When she was trying to... She just... And giving her... Like, you get to play a whole range of characters with a different personality every episode. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, no, she doesn't. She has one personality. What the show did do was reveal a stunning actor in the guy who played um, Victor... Um, and one of the other dolls, and he turns out to be an extraordinary—not only a great actor, but an amazing mimic. So here they had him in one episode become Topher, the wacky, en- the wacky computer nerd guy. Mm. But he gets Topher's membrane put into his own, and does the most incredible impression of Topher. And he just becomes—and you, you end up having conversations between the two of them. And in your brain, you kind of have them look the same. It's just so—it was so well done. And then another—and then later in another episode, he became Eliza Dushku's character, um, Echo. Yes. And he was remarkably good at that. He was convincingly Echo. Then, unfortunately, they had Dishku try to be him, and she was disastrous at it. Of course. Um, that was a terrible show, and it deserved to be cancelled. So now Whedon's off making movies instead. He's doing what, The Avengers. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. That seems wrong somehow. You're thinking of The Wrong Avengers. Um, this is... No, no, not that. It's the um, the comic. It's the, Marvel are chucking, chucking out as no, many movies as they I've can before they lose That's the it. I've had enough comic. Well, this is, but this is the point. So you've had the, they've done the Hulk and they've done the two Iron Mans and they've got a couple more coming up. In that, they're all, they're all comics, superheroes in the Avengers comics, no. And then he's, well, this is, Joss Whedon's is the denouement to all these movies that pulls them all together. There's been hints in all the movies they made so far that pull this together. And then this is the climactic movie that links them all. Mm. Is the idea, and he's writing it. No, and it, won't be, it won't be very so. good. Well, I hope it works. It'd be nice if it did. It's got Nick Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Nick Ferrari. And, and then you've got Nick Ferrari. And then you've got, um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man, which will just be spectacular. Well, I mean, you, you, if you want to write for newspapers uh, discussing all these things, mm-hmm. why well, maybe when Uncle Rupert brings the, oh, da- yes. the Daily to the, the daily. UK, I you're not allowed to Rupert. download it unless you're in America. Is that right? And you're on an iPad. And it's, on really, iPad. it's a good way to. Li- how can yes. I limit my distribution That's as right. much as I can? Yes. But if he ever brings a UK one, well, maybe he'll employ you to write the TV reviews for that. I hope so. Oh, yeah, nice. It would be good to write for a, for, a, for a Murdoch organ. It's interesting to think what I would say no to. Like, for instance, if Associated Press asked me to write for them, I would say no. There'd be no hesitation. There's no way I would work for the, the Daily Mail no. under any circumstances. <clears throat> Are they Associated Press still? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have nothing to do with them. Um, and that's a, a no-brainer for me, but yes. just because they are... You've so worked good. for Rupert before, though. No, I never have. Talk, talk sports sort of one. No, it was Mackenzie. Sort of. Kelvin McKenzie. No, it was pre. It was pre. I think Murdoch had just bought eight percent when I started working there. I saw twenty percent. I'd just taken a stake in the company, mm. but I haven't had it. the influence. His influence came in later when they dumped IRN for Sky Radio and Sky mm. News Radio and Sky Radio News, whatever. Um, so yes, his influence was kind of after I was gone, really. I think, or during, while I was there, it was just beginning. Mm. Um, but would I say no to the Times? No, you wouldn't. Probably not, no. And you'd be happy to be behind their paywall and all of that, yeah. Oh, I don't know. See, and I'm you keep not... wanting to paste a link to your and say, oh, sorry, I can't. I, want, I, want, I would <coughs> want to say no to the Times. It would be quite nice to say no to the Times. But I'm not ideologically against the paper itself. Just the, it's just quite a dull own, paper. Yes, yeah, just the, the mail is obviously I have ideological yeah. issues with. Um, but the Times is just a boring Tory paper. If they wanted mm. me to write something decent for them, I'd probably give it be an advantage to their readers. Yeah. But what if, Expre- I would say no to the Express. What if the no Daily Mail actually said, can you, can you, we want you to write a quirky little television article every, mm-hmm. every week, would you? Well, no, I'd say no to the Daily Mail. Well, I said, why, why are you saying no? Just write. <laughs> well, we just want a little article. We're not going to sub you badly. Just write what you want. <laughs> because, obviously, I would be endorsing what they do, and I think what they do is despicable, so mm. have no will to have anything to do with it. They're, very, they're the most, one of the most popular papers. I wouldn't, they do, the most popular web, website, newspaper mm. website. I would not like to be in the same newspaper as Jan Moyer, for instance, <laughs> or um, your friend Melanie, Mel P. 
Mel B. Yes. Stupid Spice, <laughs> she's known as. I think that you would enjoy writing for the mail. I really don't think I would enjoy it. In fact, the mail approached me, of course, and asked me to give them gossip in uh, the past. I about exposed who? them about Kevin Green. We must have told this story no. on the podcast before. Really? No, I don't think you did. Gosh, I'm doing a lot of talking this episode. Yeah, yeah. You're being very patient with me. I am. I'm allowing you to have one. That's very nice. That's very <laughs> kind of you. People know. People were complaining that I kept interrupting you. That's true. So. People were, in the last episode, quite a few complaints. I didn't really... I, don't, I thought it was a very funny episode, yeah. and I don't remember you being especially rude. No, so this. I'm giving you a lot more time you were, to talk. You were accusing me of corruption and stuff. Maybe people yeah. found that uncomfortable, because I felt uncomfortable yeah, when you were did. doing it. So you maybe that you, was you know what, you, by you know know what you're like. I know. You had your Andrew Collins moment. All the corruption. No, no. I was, the thing I was uncomfortable about was what I was honest about, which was the uh, the, me- the mistake I made with the Force Commander review. It still really embarrasses me, and that makes me feel uncomfortable, and then triggers all my anxiety. Well, some people have, and I think people were picking up on well, some people. That have, to, to be to be fair, some people have posted to your. Oh, one blog. person said uh, so that they I, bought it on the basis of that review, and it was rubbish. And no, it was no, but also, me. but they also made an interesting point where they said they think that your rock paper's shotguns. Are too one, pally pally with one person with, with Valve, and I, I, I think I agree. You do, but I don't think it's corruption. I just think you're mm-hmm. genuine. I think you genuinely are pally pally with them. They quite like you, and you quite like them, which is all right while they're being good. But uh, when they start being naughty, I but, wonder whether you'd be able to extricate yourself from this well, pally pally relationship. The reason I contend your argument is they've already done things wrong, and we've criticised them quite. Yeah, but have you criticised on the side? Have you said, "Oh God"? No, not in the slightest. We've we've said when they've done things we don't approve of, we said so just as strongly, and they've ignored our requests for for quotes or given us quotes that we haven't been satisfied with. You know, we've we've gone for them in a way. The the thing we could be in danger of is going for them too. In a way, we wouldn't go for other companies in order to try to prove that we don't have an agenda or something like mm. that. The problem is people like Valve because they make exceptional games. They make the best PC games and that's and why the people worst. like them. No, they've never made they've the only bad game they've ever made was They've never um, made the worst. No, they haven't made the worst PC game ever, no. Not yet. They just consistently make the very best games and and that, and that makes them quite a company that you quite like because they make great games. Yeah. In the same way that I would be, you know, I think BioWare are great. The problem is they don't have because they're controlled by EA, they don't have great PR. You were talking about Kevin Greening. Yes, Kevin Greening died. Um, very sadly, um, a couple of years back. Wasn't he a homosexual gentleman? He was a homosexual gentleman. Mm. Um, he was working at Radio 1, and I knew him briefly. He was... Uh, I'm sure I've told this story, but anyway, you say me I haven't, mm. I haven't. Uh, when I was around 18, 19... I mean, you've was, told me, but I don't yeah, think sure. you've told me. He was doing the drive time show on Radio 1, and I used to write the occasional gag for it and email it to him, and he you, would use You were them. a gag writer, yeah. I was only as a kid writing in, and then he, he, we, he obviously... We had a shared a sense of humour, and so we ended up emailing a bit. Um, he was grooming you. He really wasn't. Mm. And Maybe he was. If he, if he were, that was very complimentary, but mm. it, it, it was, he wasn't acting on it if he were. No. Um, if he was. Well, if he was, sorry, I got all carried away. Yeah, it wasn't subjunctive. He could well have been. Because he could well have been. It's not beyond the realms of possibility. I feel like it is. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He. Uh, then I remember he asked if he could borrow I told him about how Mark Radcliffe had a couple of years before sent me a CD and he actually really wanted he couldn't get hold of this MC 900 for Jesus single and he asked me if he could borrow it so I emailed it to him oh, sorry I posted it to him long before the days of emailing MP3s and he um, he posted in the record posted in the, the, the FP the EP so he and he met, sent it back and then he made a joke about how the spelling of Burfham because he said he rides past it on his bike every day and so his Burfham so he was just very chatty and then eventually I came up with an idea for a quiz show uh, called uh, for him he was doing a stint on the breakfast show yes and I came up with a quiz called and it was going to be called uh, Call the Toss Call the Toss and it was funny 
because uh, it was the word toss was in the title. That's funny. And then the concept and you would was call it we too. would we would it was going to be pitched as a sporting quiz, so it would be like today it's cricket or today it's tennis. Phone in if you think you're an expert on that, and then people would get a couple of callers lined up, and then we would say in the 1987 Ashes final. Um, on such and such who won the toss and every question would be who won the toss and so it would be these ridiculous and no one would remember ideally no. just silly 50-50 quiz show with a lot yeah. of build up and he thought it was a funny idea and they they carted up jingles for it they got it all prepared and I was going to be a part of the Radio 1 breakfast show posse for a week wow that could have been your big break it could have really I mean, imagine the difference in my life could, direction you could, could now be Christopher Moyles I could well, I could be I could be even worse. You could be. No, I'm be even. No, worse you could be though. Miles. But you could be. Uh, he, he, absolutely, being you know, it would have been an amazing opportunity spending the a slightly week. fat, bearded, obnoxious man. Thanks at Radio spending One, a week. Well, who has lots of money. And I would have been in. I've been eighteen or nine. I've been nineteen. Working at Radio One for a full week on the breakfast show is is how you yeah exactly that's how you break in. in radio. And you would have exactly. yeah, definitely you would have. Um, well, and me sitting here doing some crappy podcast with somebody you'd be doing you'd be on national radio exactly i'd be super famous by you that. lost i know so i was this was all set up everything was good so to go. What, what happened wrong and the sunday before it was due to start mm-hmm. that selfish cow princess diana deliberately had a car crash just to ruin my career what an awful woman she really isn't she killed herself just to ruin that so the whole and week, mother Teresa. that is it's true yeah. the whole week's breakfast show was cancelled because everyone had to go into their pretend pretense at morning you couldn't have funny no <laughs> jokes were appropriate the next, well it was or the quizzes. next can you imagine the next that next next morning yeah. it would have been absolutely disastrous so the whole thing was canned I didn't get to go I went down to do an afternoon on the drive time show instead which was great fun I sat in the with the producer and I was writing jokes between and during the songs and he was I got one of my gags on air that was mm-hmm. lovely I had a very nice time. He seemed a very nice guy. Um, and you weren't asked back. And yeah, and that was pretty much... Oh, there we fell out because I, when he went on to do the breakfast show with Zoe Ball, I, called, I emailed him to tell him he was a sellout and he emailed me to tell him to F off and that was it, really. Mm. And that was the end of our... Because he'd always... He said to me once that he was he wanted his career to lay a bouquet at the foot of the statue of Chris Morris. Yes, I That was that. his quote. And then he was doing voiceovers for Head and Shoulders adverts and co-presenting yes. the breakfast show with Zoe Ball. He was basically doing everything he promised he wouldn't and had fought against for say, his, his superb Radio 1 career until that point. Um, he does. He did these weird esoteric sketches and strange things that made no sense and put adverts on on those programmes that he'd made up and mm. really odd, weird things he'd never refer to. Well, Kenny Everett sort of thing. Yes, yeah, I think Kenny Everett was a huge influence on him. Mm. But they were much more gentle and subtle. They were weird, sad little stories about a man and his dog. And he would never say, and now it's time for this week. So they would just happen in between the song and they would never be referred to. That wouldn't happen on Radio 1. Really? Well, it, only happen- it didn't happen then either. That was mm. why it was so exciting he was doing these things. And when he just went, took a big check to sit next to Zoe Ball and pretend to like it. Yeah, and, 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 and all that it was awful mm. it made me very sad so I told him look this has made me so sad you're going against all your principles and he said screw you and we never spoke again and then sadly a few years later he died him, yeah. and then we were running over already but the Daily Mail some journalist Dan Tetzel no it wasn't Dan I want to say Dan Jolie but no Dan Jolie's the lovely man he used to work Dan on. Brown used to work on Total Film Dan Brown Dan Brown it was Dan Brown the author was working yeah. for the Daily Mail and he emailed me to say um I see. You know, he left a comment on my blog saying, "I can't find your email address." And a blog with my email address prominently displayed on the page. Sounds like a typical investigative uh, right, email yes. journalist. Can't find your email address, but just wanted to get in touch. Um, can you uh, can you give me an email on this address? So I contacted him saying, "Hi, what is it that you want?" Mm. He said, "I'm a journalist for the Daily Mail. Um, and looking into the story of Kevin Greening's death. Uh, I see that you're friends with him. I was just wondering, do you happen to know his address? An address for his boyfriend?" And it was, he was trying to be very pally-pally about this, but it was obvious, like, well, why do you want the bo- his boyfriend's address? A boyfriend, it turns out, he'd left a few, about a few months before. As they do. <sighs> well, we'd been here with him for years. Um, 
And so I wrote back saying, well, obviously, I'm, I didn't tell him I didn't know anything because I thought it was much funnier to say, mm. to him, pretend that I did. Well, not to him, not to him pretend, mm. but just to him not put his... Mm. And I said, I would have no wish to tell you anything because you work for the Daily Mail and obviously it's a horrible newspaper and I have nothing, want nothing to do with it. And he wrote back to me saying this, oh, no, you'd be so surprised. The Daily Mail, I've written for a bunch of papers. The Daily Mail is the best at fact-checking of any I've encountered. And I hate all those salacious gossip stories. I agree with you. It's just awful. I just want to write an honest story about this, that and the other. So I did a bit of research into him, and I found out that what he wrote for the Daily Mail was exclusively salacious gossip stories. <laughs> so he'd written a story about how John Prescott had had two dinners once. Right. You know, and two jags meant they could have two dinners jokes. Yeah. He wrote a story about how Sarah Ferguson was seen in a hotel room with some rich gentleman. You know, yeah. it was this level of Spice Girl kind of stories. Yeah. He just wrote nasty, salacious gossip stories. So I wrote back a very long... Um, hopefully witty response in which I listed all I linked to and listed all his different stories saying I you know but I finished it with if, if I ever hear about a, an MP having an extra dinner I'll, I'm sure I'll let you know <laughs> and he wrote back to me a nasty snide little one liner about how he said he got, it jumped up wannabe or something and said I've got the information he, he t- basically attacked me as if I'd gone to him with this information yeah. rather than him leaving comments on my blog yeah um, and said I found the information out without you anyway Yes, exactly. Was, although you, although you thought you wanted to help me, you that's can't. Right. And, he, already... and he called me. He just called me like a a wannabe nobody or some sort yeah. of silly attack. So anyway, I, I wrote all this up and I sent it all off to the private eye, who wrote a fantastic, gave me a huge box out story in the streets of shame, which was called the hacker, the the, the no the the DJ, the blogger and the hack and a half. I think it was called. <laughs> and they quoted the whole thing. And, and Francis Ween did dealt with the whole story with me. And he and he wrote in the thing the unimprovable repost. He said of my response to this man. Oh, that's good. Cool. It was great fun. Yeah. Um, yes, that was my little brush with private eye, which was fun. And on that bombshell, yes, we got on realizing that long. you could actually be famous today rather than. Destitute. I could have been on the Radio One Breakfast Show posse. I could have been. But you wouldn't currently be engaged to Laura. No, I probably wouldn't, and I wouldn't have had the fantastic life of youth work that I did, the decade no. of youth work that followed as a result of that. No, you may be. A, you may have committed suicide by now. I could actually. have done Radio One cokehead. Yep. Oh gosh. Oh, can you imagine? Yes. Actually, just as well. Yeah, probably for the best. Well, yeah. I'm very happy with the life that I've had. Thank so. you, Princess Di, for saving you. <laughs> Let's all pray to Princess Diane. Yes. We've gone far too long. I've spoken far too much. I imagine that was quite boring. Well, people, this is what happens when John Nick Walker gets interject. when John Walker exactly. gets to speak. So I hope you've learned. Not have any I hope more you've all learned a good lesson. Bye. 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 Bye.